Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Payton. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table of the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the break. Here's Kevin Dana. Right there. And Gary St. Jean. <laughs> Good evening, folks. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Warriors Roundtable, live on 95.7 The Game. I'm Kevin Danarock with Gary St. Jean. I am broadcasting you live from my hotel room in Irvine, California, where the masks are very optional. And my sources, a.k.a. Lucas, our board operator, tells us that Gary St. Jean is broadcasting from Bay Area traffic today. Gary, how's that traffic treating you? Well, 680 was terrible, but I'm at my destination, so I'm fired up to talk Warriors with you, Kev. Ah, great to have you, Gary, and a great weekend for Warriors basketball just wrapping up on Sunday with the win over Toronto. 15-2 and after the 119-104 to win, and Gary, I got to ask you, most importantly, did you have some of that fine wine with you while you were watching that game? You know, that was a unique game, Kevin, and I got to share a little coaching stuff with you. Nick Nurse is one of the out of the box kind of coaches in our league. Like, he'll play a box and one, a triangle and two. He'll really try to junk the game up. And, you know, it's kind of like football with like Belichick trying to take your best player out of it. His whole game plan was to not, was to limit Steph. And he did it, they did a terrific job. But Steph was smart enough to be a facilitator, uh, eight assists. And then you saw the great games that both Poole and Wiggins played. So, you know, these these are the checkers and chess matches that you have during the course of 82 games. And I, I thought coming home from a long road trip uh, that the guys really, really played well. That they did with that 15-point win. You mentioned it. Nick Nurse loves to take Steph Curry away as best as possible and his regular season averages against the Nick Nurse red led Raptors aren't that good I mean 14 points five rebounds six assists shooting under 25 percent and under 20 percent from three you could do that in the previous couple of seasons and there was that one game where Golden State didn't have Steph last year and the Raptors won by 53 but with this revamped and retooled Warriors roster it's much tougher to do that and other guys were able to really get loose against the Raptors. Well, you know, we're, we're seeing the emergence. I think that something 
is going to consistently happen here. And that's the emergence of, of Wiggins and Poole. Uh, you know, it's been a struggle for Poole shooting the ball. But when you make eight or nine threes, I mean, it gives you a ton of confidence. And I'm impressed the way he's reading the situation. He's, they're crowding him. He's pump faking and driving. And his first step is very good to the basket. Uh, Wiggins, to me, is, uh, you know, it, it potential to me is a crummy word. I don't like it. Don't tell me somebody's got potential. Then play to your potential. And he's doing that now. He, he's a very special athlete. We know he's defended well. But uh, on offense, I think he's just taking it up another gear. You can see his abilities to get into the paint. Uh, people are really uh, aware of his game right now. And, and then all of a sudden, you got Otto Porter come back, and he's making corner threes. And, and Draymond... You know, he, he's like the orchestra leader. He, he I love the, the articles that were written about him, about his uh, kids telling him, hey, Dad, you're not playing very good. And it kind of motivated him, and I think he's in great shape. Uh, I think physically he feels great, and mentally I think he's in a great place. I think he's really excited about the game again. And uh, so all that does is tell you that uh, this team, there's a, there's a reason why they are the best team in the NBA today. We're going to touch on some of that Draymond stuff later in the show. He had some interesting comments about drinking yeah. less, lifting more, staying in better shape. We'll get to that later in the show. But I want to go back to the points you were making about Poole and Wiggins because those two combined for 65 points. They were both very efficient in the win over the Raptors, and they were also very, very good against the Detroit Pistons when the Warriors did not have Steph Curry. And this is what Steve Kerr had to say about how the team changes when Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins are scoring at the level they, they currently are. Well, the biggest thing is just the, the balance. The, the scoring balance means that teams can't throw everything at Steph. That's what was happening last year. We saw that where teams were throwing every everything they had at Steph. And it's, it's continued this year, but we, we have um, you know more overall shooting this year and you know Otto I haven't mentioned I thought he was fantastic tonight uh, made some big threes for us but just the overall spacing means that if teams are going to throw the kitchen sink at, at Steph then they're going to they're going to pay well in Jordan Poole specifically one of the most efficient nights Gary that you will see in Warriors history in fact he is one of two in Golden State history to score 33 or more points on 13 or fewer shots. And this was a guy who could be a bit of a volume shooter at times, but these last couple of games, 12 of 19 from three and finishing very well at the rim, 69% at the rim this year. Two years ago as a rookie, he was 48% at the rim, and that number has just gone up year after year after year. Well, Kev, those are great stats. And, you know, what you're talking to me about when a guy has control of his game like that, that that's vintage like Clay Thompson kind of play. And, you know, he finished the year yeah. last year very, very well. And to have these two games back-to-back has got to be tremendous for his confidence. Uh, I just think we, we might be starting to see something special here. And St- uh, Steve hits on it. I mean, just imagine if you got those two young guys playing well and, and Clay comes back in a month. Uh, then, then Steph's going to have a lot of room to operate, and now you got a lot of coaches on the other bench, bench sweating, and uh, you got a, play, a lot of players saying, "Holy moly, how do we guard this team?" Because you got Draymond up there, and you got 
people movement, you got ball movement, and it's as we talked about, it's a unique style of play. Leading the league in assists, uh, and you, you know when you space the floor like they do, and they move like they do, uh, then you're going to get clear uh, lines to drive to the basket, which we're seeing more of. And it's it's to me, I, I was telling a friend today. It, it's a beautiful game to watch the way they're playing. Nobody in the NBA is playing like them. And I'll tell you what, if you love the game of basketball, you got to hug and embrace this because uh, there's the effort on defense. There's the communication. And, you know, Otto Porter was talking today about what a what a joy it is to play with Draymond on a defensive end. I mean, he... He's, he's in the back there, and he's telling everybody what's going to happen on the rotations and what they're going to run for play action. And uh, he said he's never been around a guy like this. And, you know, that's why I think it's realistic with Draymond talking about wanting to be an all-star again and, uh, and wanting to be the defensive player of the year. If you ask me right now today, uh, he's going to get uh, a couple of wishes come true, and it's going to happen. Maybe Santa's going to bring him that. <laughs> well, he is the most important defensive player on the team with the best defensive rating, 100 points per 100 possessions given up on the dot. That is elite stuff. We remind you that the Warriors' 2021-22 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente and that the Warriors are teaming up with Kaiser Permanente to turn points into meals with swishes for dishes. For each point the Warriors score this season, 100 meals will be donated to Bay Area families in need. Visit warriors.com slash swish to learn more. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more Jordan Poole and his success as a late first-round pick, Kevon Looney as a late first-rounder. Talk about some of the other guys in the rotations, big minutes recently from Chris Chioza and Juan Toscano-Anderson. And, of course, we'll talk Clay return potentially he talked at after practice today we'll talk some Draymond Green and of course we want to hear from you the listener 888-957-9570 we'll be back after this you're listening to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table if everybody would please take your seats the Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 The Game Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. 888-957-9570. The number again, that's 888-957-9570. The number, Kevin Dana, Gary St. Jean, rocking with you on a Tuesday evening. The dub's 15 and 2. And it appears as though we do have someone calling in. Javier from San Jose has a question for the Saint. Javier, what's up, man? How you guys are doing? Uh, this is Javier from San Jose, originally from Oakland. Uh, my question is uh, for the Saints. Saint, I know you coached throughout the 80s, and uh, you were front and center when Michael Jeff Jordan was in his prime. Some say this was 88, 89. Others say it was around 90, 91. I believe you were with Nelly around then. I was wondering if you had any memories you could share about going up against MJ uh, around that time. And part two of my question is, in the land of make-believe, MJ and LeBron are the same age declaring for the NBA draft. You have the number one pick, Saint. Knowing what you know now, who are you taking number one? Thanks, guys. Boy, those those are great questions, Kev. Javier, I got to tell you, I can go back to Michael Jordan, his first exhibition game. We're playing in the Chicago Stadium, 
and I'm with the Milwaukee Bucks with Nelly, and we've got Sidney Moncrief, who's the defensive player of the year. So we get to the timeout at the seven-minute mark, and we, we get in the huddle, and Nelly says to Sid, uh, he said, now on the wing, would you like to push him to the baseline or push him middle? And that's, that's coaching language because you don't want dribble penetration to the middle because it breaks down your defense. You want to push to the baseline where you use the sideline and the baseline as your ally. Sidney Moncrief was from Arkansas, a very respectful guy. He looks up and he says to Nelly, he said, Coach, I can't do anything with him. The huddle breaks. <laughs> we walk back on the floor, and Nelly says to me, he says, just so you know, we're screwed. <laughs> and and that was the beginning of Michael Jordan. Now, let's fast forward to when Nellie and I came to the Bay Area. So we got Mully and Mitch and Timmy and Minute and all those great guys, Rod Higgins. He did not like playing in the Oakland Coliseum. He had a couple injuries there. He didn't play well there. I don't know what the heck the reason was. Uh, I can remember going up when I was coaching in Sacramento and we're in the stadium playing him. And I had a yellow tie on, and he comes over for a sideline out-of-bounds play, and he said, Coach, he said, you got to get rid of that tie, and he flips it up over my shoulder. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and now we go to the draft. Listen, I love LeBron. Uh, my son Greg was with him for a couple of years as assistant coach down there with the Lakers. It gave me a new appreciation because he told me all the – the inner workings of him and his leadership and, and his intelligence and everything. But, guys, I'm going to tell you, there's not even a debate for me. It's, it's Michael Jordan. There, there's no doubt about it, contrary to what Scottie Pippen thinks. Yeah, no, I, for me, there, there's no debate either, and I'm one of the biggest LeBron stands there is. But, Michael Jordan, you just felt like he was going to win every important game there was because – of the fact that he was on the team. And those are some great stories you shared about MJ. One more quick Saint. one. Yeah, um, please do. All, of, all the Bay Area fans loved Mitch, Mitch Richmond. And that wasn't a good trade, him going up to Sacramento. But it was good for me because he recommended me for the head job. And, and Michael Jordan uh, told Phil, ja Phil Jackson and I one night, he said, Mitch Richmond's the best player that I play against. He said, I got to bring my A game when I play against him. And I don't know if you can get a better compliment than that. No, you really can't. I, I remember the, the last dance season, 97-98, MJ, you, you mentioned him not playing all that well in Oakland. The Warriors, that was their 19-63 and 63 year. And I want to say both the times they played the Bulls that year, it was like a four-point game and a seven-point game. They, play, they played them really close uh, that season. But uh, – Saint, I want you to put back your GM cap on again one more time because I want to talk about late first-round picks that are having success with the Golden State Warriors and, and Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney. And both of these guys at certain parts earlier in their careers were either considered on the cusp of being bust, which I'm not sure you can use the term bust for a late first-round pick because most late first-round picks – don't exactly spend a lot of time in the NBA, nor are they long-time rotation players. But they have really carved out nice roles for themselves. And I just wanted to read, in the Bob Myers era from 2012 to 2019, 
these are the number 28 picks, and these are the number 30 picks, the, the picks where Looney and Poole are. So in 2012, Perry Jones III, not in the league. Great player. Really enjoyed Perry Jones III, but not in the league anymore. Levio Jean Charles in 2013, never played an NBA game. I saw him a little bit in the G League. He was good with the Austin Spurs. C.J. Wilcox, former Santa Cruz Warrior, not in the league. R.J. Hunter in 2015, not in the league anymore. Scala BCA, out of the league, played in 148 games. Tony Bradley, solid backup. Jacob Evans the third, which didn't work out for Golden State. He's now on the Santa Cruz Warriors. And then Jordan Poole. So out of those guys, there are only two that are still in the league right now. And Jordan Poole has played in more games than all but three of them, and he's going to surpass all but Tony Bradley this year, maybe even surpass Tony Bradley for games played. And this is just his third year in the league. So I, I got to say that that's a, that's a pretty good hit right there for Golden State. Well, that's not a good hit. I think it's a great hit because when you're drafting down there, it's an inexact science, and you got plan A, B, C, and D because you don't know who the heck is going to drop down to you. You're going to have this guy circled, that guy circled, and whether you want to go big or small or what, what your needs are. When I, when I look at uh, Looney, uh, I like him because he's from Milwaukee, and that was one of my favorite places to coach. When I look at him, I see a great guy who's got a high basketball IQ, who had a lot of injuries, had hip issues, and didn't have great speed, didn't have great jumping ability, but had great hands and understood how to play the game. Now, I'll ask you this. If you placed him on the other teams in the league, would he be starting? Probably not. But because he's got such a nice fit here as a screen setter, as a, and we've seen the emergence of him rebounding. You know, a great rebounder gets a rebound every three minutes. So if you play 30 minutes and you get 10, that's a great night. He's been getting... 10 rebounds, Kev, helped me a little bit, but he's been yeah. playing like 20 minutes. So he's really grown, I think, on the boards. We know how much the guys on the team respect him because he, he boxes out, he sets screens, he knows the defensive rotations. He's a smart guy in the half court because he can make the simple cut-and-dried pass. He knows when to pass. He knows when to dribble handoff. So that's why he has done so well here. He's a fit with this team. On the other side of the coin with Poole, he came out early. You've got to have some patience with these guys. Now, when you're a poor team, you, you may have to throw them into the fire and see what he's got. You know, they played him last year when things weren't going so well, but the good news was he finished off the year well. So they, they regained, because for a while there, they questioned whether how good he was going to be. They sent him down to the G League to get some confidence in himself because it was a struggle. And even the beginning of this year, the three ball wasn't going for him. But the light goes on. The game slows down for you. You know, it takes me back to my days, you know, drafting 29-30, we had a year where we drafted Gilbert Arenas, the top pick in the second round. And we, oh, were yeah. gonna, we were hoping that we were going to get Tony Parker. And he went right before us. San Antonio had the last pick in the first round. So you can get some gems there. You, you, you really can. Um, but again, you have to have an open mind. Uh, you can't lock in on one guy because uh, that's not going to work. You've you got to have a real game plan like four or five guys that you think can fit 
And then you have to have player development, which has emerged so strongly now in the league. Guys develop young players. Toronto, the last opponent, is known in the league to do a fabulous job in that area. I think the Warriors do a really good job. So when you get these guys down there in the bottom of the, the first round, invariably they're not ready to play yet. you got to work with them. Yeah, that you do. And to your point, you, you wanted some help on the stats. Looney averaging a career-high 6.9 rebounds per game in just 18 minutes. So I know some people hate the per-36 stat, but those are some pretty good per-36 rebounding numbers for Kevon Ludi. And just to look down at the, the late first-round picks under Bob Myers, Festus Azili, who, who was going to be, you know, who was solid for Golden State, got hurt and unfortunately hasn't played uh, in, in quite some time. Nemanja Nedovic, it didn't work out. Kevon Looney still on the roster. Damian Jones still in the NBA. Jacob Evans the third, who of course we, we mentioned did didn't work out for Golden State and, and Jordan Poole. So out out of those picks, you know, two of them are still on your roster. That that you know, and forgive me if it sounds like a state run radio take, but that's that's a pretty good percentage that that you're hitting on with those late first round picks. Well. Warriors fans, tis the season to celebrate the Warriors with new holiday hoops mini plans. Packages include marquee matchups versus the Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks, and Los Angeles Lakers. As a special gift for your purchase, you'll receive $25 off of Uber or Uber Eats. Call 888-GSW-HOOP or visit warriors.com to learn more. Time for another break. When we come back, we'll talk some Clay Thompson. He talked after practice today. We'll talk a little Draymond Green and the rejuvenation he has had this year. We'll take a look ahead to the next five games for Golden State. And of course, we want to hear from you, the listener, 888-957-9570. Again, that's 888-957-9570. You have all that to look forward to on the other side of this break on 95.7 The Game. If you've just joined us, don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wade stops it. Pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Dub Nation, the 76ers, the Process Trusters are sliding into town. I guess you can't call them the Process Trusters anymore now that Amori isn't there. And not more. Maury is there. Excuse me, talking Sam Hinkie. Uh, join us tomorrow, November 24th at 7 p.m. as the Dubs host the Philadelphia 76ers. First 10,000 fans will receive a limited edition Warriors 75th anniversary viewfinder. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. We thank you for tuning in to Warriors Roundtable Live. Kevin Dan alongside Gary St. Jean. we got Sterling Bennett in the back, Sam Lubman, our producer. And if you want to get in on the action, feel free to call us at 888-957-9570. And, well, Gary, let's talk a little Clay Thompson now because uh, there, there was a lot of scuttlebutt over the weekend. There was the report in The Athletic on Sunday stating that Clay had been given the okay to fully participate in practice. He has been scrimmaging. He's been playing five-on-five with his good buddy Zaza Pachulia. Golden State taking this uh, a careful approach. Obviously, it has been since June 2019 since he has last played in an NBA game, game six 
of the 2019 NBA Finals. And Clay actually talked with the media after practice today, and this is what Clay Thompson had to say about ramping up his intensity of his workouts as the weeks go by, and that he wants to come back as good as ever. We're playing like four-minute games, so by next week, hopefully five-minute quarters. We got for that six, seven, and hopefully by in a month, I'm playing 12-minute quarters, and that's when I'm approaching gameplay is around in a month's time, maybe a few weeks after. I'm not sure, but each week is just increasing that level of uh, volume. It's not rocket science, so for me, it's just a feel thing, and knowing I will come back, obviously, to immense restriction for a while, and I don't want to come back and be a shell of myself. I want to come back like I was last time I was playing, and I was one of the best players in the world. So obviously, if Clay doesn't know the exact date that he's returning, we don't know the exact date he is returning, but the the news is sounding good, Gary, and, and it's awesome to hear about the prospect of him returning to the lineup to a team that is already doing pretty damn good without him. Well, I <laughs> That could Santa could really be delivering a big present if, if that's the case that he comes back one of those two games before the the Christmas Day game against Phoenix. You know, I love the the approach because you know it's the doctors, it's the uh, front office, and then it's your people down there that uh, the training staff and all those different people down there, and I think they're all on the same page with Clay. I think he feels good about the process and uh, you know it's building up stamina you know probably at the four minute mark now he's he's huffing and puffing but you know I think is there from the reports the movements are great he's confident that's the big thing that he feels good out there and the next day he doesn't have a lot of pain and or any pain and uh, so with that said uh, you know I, I said this last week or the week before uh, there's nothing wrong with that shot. That ball's going to go in when nope. he shoots it. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, we've got to be realistic and, and understand that he may not be the defender that he was before. And I always thought that was understated or undervalued w- with him. I think he was one of the premier uh, defenders on the perimeter in, in the entire league. And I think he's got the respect of everybody in that regard. You call you call a guy that has an offensive game and a defensive game like that a two way player, and um, but I'm excited because he he's a everybody thinks the world of this guy. No big ego. He just loves the game, and uh, it it will be an amazing happening when he comes back and and you see the the Warriors fans uh, hugging him and just embracing him coming back. It's it's going to be quite a night when he first comes back. You've been in those conversations, Gary, with training staff, with the medical staff, when you're trying to decide when a player is to return from a long injury. What are those conversations like between basketball ops and medical staff? Well, the first thing is you have to have open dialogue, open communication, and you gotta you've got to talk regularly and and uh, be on top of every what if and uh, and and just take your time. This is the one thing that they're going to do to that applaud them. They're not rushing, and that's a big big key. You know, you when you have an injury to a lower extremity, it it, it may not be the the knee itself or or the Achilles. It's the building up of the muscle around it to uh, back to the level it was before 
because you've got to be able to have that to uh, handle the, the load that the NBA puts upon you. And, uh, you know, Bob Myers and his crew, uh, they, they've got a great uh, staff down there, uh, Rick Celebrini and all those guys. Uh, and I think a big thing with a front office and those guys is to have the respect uh, from the players. And they, they have to know that you have 100% the player's best interest involved, that you're not rushing him back. Uh, to win one or two more games. And, and I think that's a, that's a big, big factor in this whole equation. And I think the Warriors uh, are be, to be applauded that, that they've done a great job in that area. I, I think, uh, you know, players around the league know that uh, the players here with the Warriors are, are taken, uh, taken care of very, very well. Yeah, and not that they would try to bring Clay back any sooner say if the Warriors were a little closer to 500 or anything but lets you even ease off the gas pedal even more that you have banked this many wins at the beginning of the season so we are coming up on the return of having all three of the foundational pieces uh, the, the the three all-stars uh, of the title teams obviously sans Kevin Durant but Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green. And Gary, moving on to Draymond Green, he has definitely revitalized kind of his career trajectory this season. By his own admission, the last couple of years, he did not play up to his level uh, th that he can certainly play at. Uh, you take a look at his numbers this year. The points will never wow you, but he is close to eight points a game, close to eight rebounds, seven and a half assists, which is ninth in the NBA, more than a steal per game. And he's shooting 56% for a guy who's a career like 43, 44% shooter from the field. Obviously, the three-point shooting has been a bugaboo the last few years. Even that on small attempts, a small sample size, six to 17 is 35%. You would certainly w live with that. But this is what Draymond Green had to say after the win over Toronto where he had 14 assists and 23 uh, potential assists according to, to Synergy data. Uh, this is what he had to say about new motivation for this year and finding his love of the game again. You know, I've just kind of found that love again. Kind of go through a lot of shit and, you know, the love kind of wanes a little bit. But I've just found that love and that joy for the game and I'm just enjoying playing basketball and controlling what I can control. A point of emphasis for, for myself this year was simply to control what I can control. Uh, that means on the court, that means with the referees, that means off the floor, that's just a step in my life. I think it shows on a basketball court. And, and Gary, how about this? Just two technical fouls for Draymond Green this year. I have to tell you, Kev, for me, he's a unique thoroughbred in that, man, he loves to compete, and he loves to win. He's not a big stat guy. You know, you look at him, those three categories you mentioned, I'd say he's lucky sevens in all of them. So you play this point power forward, and uh, but th this guy's basketball IQ is, is off the charts. Uh, and and, and he's, he's at the leaderboard, and then you've got Stephen Clay, but you, now we have Andre back. He's got a bummed-up knee a little bit, but he'll be all right. And then Looney. So these are all guys that have a great knowledge of the both ends of the floor. 
And, and as far as Draymond goes, I just think he's excited about playing with a winning team that, that, that understands how to play and they're getting better and better. And I, I, there's no doubt about it. I mean, heck, when I was on TV, I was sugarcoating it for him. You know, I was, I was being nice to him. He wasn't playing well. He, he, was, he didn't even look like he wanted to be out there. And uh, that's who he is, though. Uh, he, he doesn't hide it. He, he wears his emotions on his sleeve, which I like. And uh, so at the end of the day, to see him reinvigorated, I think physically and mentally, he's in a great place. Uh, I don't know that I've seen him much better than this. And, uh, you know, he's, he's like the heart and soul of the team. And if he's feeling like this, this bodes well for, for the future. You alluded to it a little bit earlier this hour, Gary. You think he's having an all-star season, and you think through the first fifth of the regular season at least that he is the front-runner for Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. You, you can talk to me about Rudy Gobert, or I don't know who else you want to bring into the equation. Uh, but, yeah, for me, uh, he's there. Uh, just there's no, He's so unique in that uh, by getting in better shape, he's now able to switch again on the pick and rolls and contain smalls when he has, and that's difficult for a bigger guy to contain a small with the ball on the perimeter, keep him in front of him. Uh, that's a unique skill. And then when he's got a big down there on the box, he's so smart. He, uh, he's got great hands. He knows when to front the post. He knows when to play behind and maybe go for the steal. Uh, he knows the play call. He knows if it's coming. He does his work early. He bodies the guy off the box. Uh, he, he's just, uh, if, you, if you really study the game, to watch him on the defensive end, uh, it, it, it's really, really, really special. There have been very few uh, that have played at his level on the defensive end. Yeah, one-time defensive player of the year, and I think if you ask some people, probably should be a two- or three-time NBA defensive player of the year. It's just a, a joy to watch him on both ends of the floor, really, but especially on the defensive end. The Warriors 15-2. Let's take a look at their upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster. Wednesday, November 24th, that's tomorrow against the Philadelphia 76ers. 95-7 the game has that one for you, starting with a 6.30 p.m. airtime, 7 p.m. tip. Seth Curry, we should mention, in the Battle of the Curry Brothers, might not play. He is currently listed as questionable due to a low back stiffness. So he is questionable. Joel Embiid is still out due to the health and safety protocols. Tested positive for COVID a little while back. Danny Green and Tobias Harris are also questionable. The, the Sixers have been down a lot of players recently, but they did get a nice win in Sacramento in the beginning of the Alvin Gentry era for the Kings after Luke Walton got fired. So after the Sixers, then it's the Portland Trailblazers coming to down on Black Friday. Friday, November 26th, 7 p.m. tip, 6.30 airtime on 95.7. The game, Black Friday and Authentic Fan Friday presented by NBC Sports Bay Area. Sunday, November 28th against the Clippers in L.A. 95.7 will have you covered starting at noon, 12.30 tip there. Then Tuesday, 
big couple of games against the Phoenix Suns right now. Winners of 13 in a row at 14-3. and three. Tuesday, November 30th in Phoenix in Arizona. 95-7 will have you starting with a 6.30 airtime, 7 p.m. tip. And then Friday, December 3rd, the Suns return the favor coming to Chase in San Francisco on 95.7, 7 7 p.m. tip, 6.30 airtime with Tim Roy on the call. Authentic Fan Friday for that Phoenix Suns game presented by NBC Sports Bay Area. And listeners, we want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. What do you think the Warriors record will be over the course of these next five games? What should it be? And Gary, I'll pose that question to you because the, the... Beginning part of the schedule was relatively easy. Of course, you had the Clippers and Lakers to start, but then kind of the Oklahoma City Thunders, the Houston Rockets were coming to town. The Atlanta Hawks, when they were coming into town, they were scuffling at that point. They have since righted the ship, but they were catching a lot of teams at the right time. Now the schedule gets a little bit tougher. So as you take a look at the upcoming schedule, what should be the Warriors' kind of stated goals in the win-loss column? Well, Kev, you know, we used to have a saying – that if you could win three out of five, that's going to bring you a 50-win season. And yep. anything above there is special. Now, you know, we've been spoiled. I mean, we've seen 60, we've seen 70. But anybody that wins 50 games, that's a great season. And as you noted, it's going to get tough. But, uh, you know, Philly wins last night with four starters out. They had four guys play that were on their summer league team. Uh, so, you know, they may catch them undermanned. Uh, you know, anytime you play against Dame coming home, uh, that's big time. He's, he struggled but found himself the last couple games. And, uh, you know, fast forward, and you look at those Suns games, uh, I watched them the last couple games because they were playing Dallas, and my son's down there with Dallas. Um, you know, that that's a terrific team. I mean, to me... There's no debate. It's the Warriors, it's Phoenix, it's Utah, it's Denver. Uh, whenever they get healthy, uh, Porter out for a while now and Murray eventually coming back. And then a notch below there would probably be the Clippers. And then you got all those teams that you were talking about, whether it's uh, Portland, Dallas, the Lakers, Memphis, all of those guys that are going to be battling uh, six through ten. But... Um, uh, with that said, it's going to get tougher, but you guess what? The Warriors are ready for it. They're, they're, they're ready to play these, uh, these other really good teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching TNT right now. I have it in the background. The Lakers, of course, without LeBron James after uh, getting suspended for the scuffle with uh, Isaiah Stewart over the weekend. They're down 10 at the Knicks in, in Madison Square Garden. They're, they're going to be staring at a 9-10 and 10 record. Wow, I'm surprised they cut it to 10. When I, when I shut it off, they were down 20, and they looked yeah. awful. Frank Vogel is a terrific coach. And uh, you know what? That team, you've you, you got, you got an eight-cylinder engine that's firing on about three cylinders. Uh, holy moly. It, it, that, that thing it just doesn't look good. And, you know, they're going to get some guys back, whether it's Ariza and – you know, they've got a couple others out in, in, in uh, what's his name, the Nunn. But um, yeah. I, I don't know. Th- th- this is going to be an interesting year. Maybe as they get toward the end of the year, they'll get it going. But, boy, they got to, it's like driving around in a 1980 car. Yeah, I mean, 
what did you make of the move for Russell Westbrook? I mean, it looks like with the way that Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma are, are playing in particular, of course, they got Contavious Caldwell Pope as well, that the Wizards kind of fleeced them. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm happy for Washington. Tommy Shepard's an old friend, and uh, they're doing a great job back there. And Dinwiddie's with them now, coming over from the Nets. And yeah. They're real. They're, they're a good team. Uh, and, and with that said, uh, Westbrook, I, I, I watch him right now, and I question whether he knows how to play. Uh, you know what? He, he, you and I can get in a game of horse with him. And, and have a chance to win. Uh, yeah, he can get in the paint, and he can get out on the break, but he needs to do that and understand to facilitate for others on the floor. It's not about him all the time. And uh, I just I just think he's really frustrating to be with. I, I, I'll say this to you. I wouldn't want to coach him. Yeah, I mean – I will say this in Russell's defense. It started like this last year with him with the Wizards, and I'm sure that moving from team to team has not helped him kind of get into an early season group that we've seen the last couple of seasons. He did really pick it up at the end of last year, and he was playing kind of like that at that MVP level uh, that that he was with the Thunder That you know, at the end of that season for the Wizards, and they really went on a tear got into uh, the, the, the play-in game and, and took a game from the Sixers in the first round of the playoffs. But, yeah, he has uh, not been his normal self, uh, to say the least, with the Lakers so far this season. Well, we are just about running up against it, folks. A, a big thank you to our crew, Sterling Bennett, our board operator, Sam Lubman, our producer. big thank you to The Saint for joining me here on Warriors Roundtable Live Coming up after us, it is Dan Devone and Shamari Block filling in for Matt Kolsky. And the Warriors, again, back in action tomorrow night against the Philadelphia 76ers in a potential battle of the Currys. We'll see if Seth actually plays. But you know Steph really gets up when he has a chance to take on his baby bro. So be sure to tune into 95-7, the game for that one with Tim Roy on the call well that'll do it for us this weekend thank you this week i should say thank you for tuning in to warriors roundtable live have a great evening everyone this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.